Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you just heard the number to call, 303-690-3000, and you are tuned in to Calvary Live. Good afternoon, everyone. I pray that you're having a blessed day today. You had a blessed week. And as we are ending the work week, the weekdays, Monday through Friday, uh, we want to end on a great note, a positive note, uh, a blessing as we have today's program. Perhaps you're leaving work. Maybe you're trying to get up in the mountains, do a little camping. Uh, I know sometimes I see people driving with their campers, trying to get out a little bit early to find that spot up in Red Feathers or up in the Snowies or uh, you're headed to Estes Park for the weekend or whatever. Those are all our uh, listening areas uh, where you can pick up Grace FM. Uh, give me a call if you're on your way and uh, or if you're uh, going home and uh, uh, you have opportunity to call. Maybe you're at home getting snack for the kids. Maybe you're taking a walk in the park. Whatever it might be, give us a call here on Calvary Live. This is the show, of course, where you, the listener, get to call in and ask questions about the Bible or Christian living or what our worldview should be as Christians. And so that number you just heard, 303-690-3000, to be live on the air for you who are listening on Grace FM all along the front range of Colorado and into southern Wyoming, uh, Cheyenne, Laramie, into the panhandle of Nebraska. Uh, love to hear from you. Ask those questions. And if you have a prayer request, we'd love to pray with you and and uh, be able to uh, encourage you in any way that we can. That is the whole purpose of the show, is to just lift you up uh, in the Lord, to pray for you, to give you truth from the Word of God, uh, to encourage you in any way that we can. So 303-690-3000 is the number to call. There is a second means for you to be able to ask a question or uh, to ask for prayer, and that's through a dedicated text line, and that number is 720-336-0897. And of course, always at the beginning of our show, we welcome those of you listening on the East Coast on Hope FM in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland, and then Truth FM as well in parts of Kentucky and North Carolina and in other parts of the East. So we'd love for you to call in. When you call in, you, you are a week delayed uh, on the broadcast, but uh, always love hearing from you guys on the East Coast. So thankful that we can be a part of your lives. And also want to welcome all the online listeners. That audience is growing, that you are listening uh uh, on your computers and and uh, other means of uh, of uh, being able to listen, and so uh, so grateful that you've been able to download perhaps on your smartphone the Grace FM app or perhaps on your computer on the website. Give us a call three zero three six nine zero three thousand. That number works anywhere in the country. So welcome, welcome. Let's end the work week on a very very special note. Good note. 
uh, going to the Word of God, encouraging one another, praying for one another. And so this is really your show, and uh, you the listener, and this is an opportunity for you to maybe ask that question that you haven't had uh, the chance to or been wondering about, or or maybe you want to minister to somebody else and you want some clarity and understanding uh, before you go and talk to them about certain things. So give me a call at 303-690-3000. Let me introduce myself. My name is Jeff Figgs. I'm usually with you a couple times a week, Tuesdays and Fridays, or uh, days that I do Calvary Live, and so grateful to be able to do that. And uh, so I'm with you once again on this afternoon. And uh, let's go ahead and let's go to the phone lines. It goes to James in Denver. Hi, James. Hey, Jeff. How you doing today, sir? Good. How are you? Oh, very well. You know, uh, my question is, well, I actually uh, married into a multicultural um, marriage. I've been married for seven years. My wife was uh-huh. actually born in Israel, and um, I'm, I'm an American born in Colorado. Um, okay. And uh, I'm, my question is, uh, modern-day church also, you know, interpersonal relationships. What what does the word tell us? And I, I, I have some ideas, but I obviously, you know, you're, you're probably more of an expert. Uh, how do we overcome a legalistic mindset, or many times even um, our own man-made religions in our life, and uh, to be able yeah. to serve the Lord better and, you know, love in relationships more? That's my question. Yeah, and that's a good question, because sometimes, you know, what legalism says is, this is what I have to do to please God and to or earn salvation or to uh, merit his love. That's what legalism is. It's a set of rules by which to live by. And it's interesting because when Paul was writing to the uh, church at Rome, uh, it was in chapter 7 that he said something that the readers and those Jewish readers would really be thrown back uh, by, he said, we're not married to the law anymore. We're dead to the law. And he says, we're dead to the law that we might be joined to another, that is Jesus Christ, that we may bear fruit unto God. So the key is looking at the love and the grace of Jesus Christ and what he has done for us. So in, in chapter 6, after he gives this doctrine of justification, that we're justified freely by his grace, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. He says, should we continue in sin, that grace abound? He said, no, that we're dead to sin. We identify with Christ. We live in a newness of life. And I think it's very important, at least it was for me, and I hope it was as we've gone through these chapters over the last few months at our congregation here at Calvary Greeley, is to understand that living in grace means that we're going to live for him, we're going to identify with Christ, we're living in his love, we're not under the law uh, and married to the law, because here's the thing, the law can't save us, the law doesn't enable us to live a life after him, it is the life, chapter 8, then, of Romans, of walking in the Spirit, and just relying on the Spirit, and we will do more in grace, we will do more in love, because Paul, later on in Romans, sums up the law in one word. Do you know what word that is, James? I would say uh, he sums up the law as in uh, love your neighbor as yourself, right? Right, exactly. And Jesus summed it up that way. He said, here's the, as they came, that, that scribe, and asked him, what's the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Paul comes along 
And he says that the law can be summed up in one word, and that is love. So I think in loving the Lord and walking in that love, walking in that grace, realizing that we walk in the Spirit, and um, because sometimes uh, what can happen is some Christians believe, well, you got to keep people under the law. you got to keep people under the rules. You've got to lay down the law, Pastor, or you're going to have a carnal congregation in all of this. And and they don't understand that as a Christian that we are to walk in love. We will do more in love than we ever will do in, in laying down our legalistic systems and rules to live by. God tells us by his word how we are to live. We are to live in holiness. We are to live in purity. We are to live a life pleasing to him. And Paul spends chapter after chapter in Romans saying, this is how you become a living sacrifice. But it is walking in the Spirit, dependent on the Spirit. And Paul talks about that struggle in chapter 7, you know, that he has, that that the law and legalism leaves him in. And then in chapter 8, he walks in the Spirit and talks about the freedom that he has and and um, the uh, life of pleasing the Lord. So that's a real key, James, is realize that Jesus Christ has done the work for us. We identify with him, live in his love. And it's kind of like you're married, right? So I I don't think anybody has to come along and say, James, you know, this is what you have to do. You know, make sure that, you know, you're faithful to your wife. You love her. And you want to, right? You want to be faithful to her. You want to serve her. You Mm -hmm. want to live in a way that pleases her. So there's a difference between I want to and I have to. I get to and I've got to. And that's the difference between walking in grace and then walking in legalism. Legalism says, I've got to do this. Grace says, I get to do this because I love you, Lord. And I don't want to do anything that hurts you. I don't want to do anything that that hurts your heart or is not pleasing to you. And that's why it's very important that we walk in that love. And the way to grow in love is how? We grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, reading his word, drawing close to him. And because when I read the word and I see his incredible grace and faithfulness and his promises to me, I can't help but love him more. Oh, Lord, you're so good. You're so wonderful. I want to please you with my life. So hopefully that gives you a little bit of a reference of the difference, how we can get rid of the legalistic religious mindset. Because here's the thing. The Pharisees in the New Testament, in, in on Jesus' day, they were legalistic, right, James? Yeah, yeah he had a hard time with the religious folk. <laughs> yeah, he did. And, um, and he said they were so legalistic, they, they had made the Word of God of no effect. And so... You know, he he said woe to them, and and they had a, a rotten heart. They didn't have a love for God, and they wanted to be seen of men. They wanted to boast in their legalism. They wanted to all these things. Our hearts weren't right with the Lord, mm-hmm. so our hearts need to be right with God in loving Him, walking with Him, desiring to please Him with our lives. I I found that Ezekiel, I think it's thirty six. It says that by the Spirit of God, He'll He'll write his law upon our heart. And, and can you say a quick prayer for me that I would just be able to find that unique peace and, um, you know, the love power and the sound mind in, in the time of need? 
Absolutely. I'd love to, James. And Father, I do pray for James because, you know, we want to please you. And and it's walking in the Spirit and walking in grace and walking in his love. And what has begun in the Spirit, we don't want to try to perfect by the flesh, as Paul wrote to the Galatian believers, um, those Judaizers coming in and trying to put those legalistic burdens on the Christians. I pray for James that he would just walk in your love, that he would just live in your um, freedom and liberty that we have and, and uh, living in the Spirit, empowering him to live a life uh, f- after you, Lord, that is pleasing to you. I pray that you would just uh, help James to grow in the knowledge and love of Jesus Christ as he grows in the Word. And knowing this, that as we identify with you and as we know you, we're going to grow in our love for you. And Lord, that you would just fill his heart with your joy and with your peace and and that you would free him from any legalistic burdens that, that any of us can put on ourselves and have the joy and peace of the Holy Spirit in his heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, James, thanks. Thank you. God bless you. All right. Good question. You know, that can be a real struggle sometimes. And, you know, one of the things that as I walk longer with the Lord, I just love, love walking with, you know, the Lord in his love and in his grace. And, and you know, Jesus cried out from the cross, it is finished. He did it all. He's accomplished all for forgiveness and salvation. And as we come in faith, it is not sloppy agape. It, it isn't just living in grace means I can do whatever it is I want to do. We're to live a life pleasing to him, to bear fruit unto him. We identify with Christ. We're dead to sin. You know, why, as Peter said, that he has brought us out of the darkness into his marvelous light? Why would we want to go back to the darkness? We don't want to do that. But it's walking in his love and enjoying the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you that are listening, enjoy the Lord. Just walk with him, walk in his love and and allow him to comfort you and empower you and to bless you and to fill you with joy and peace. And it's just wonderful being a Christian. So, hey, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And when somebody hangs up, we do have a couple open lines. And so we're going to go to Darla in Maryland. Hi, Darla. Yes. Hi, Hi, Darla. How, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. How are things out east there? It's a little warm today, um, but it's, it's nice. We had rain good. yesterday. It's, it's nice. It's not bad at all. <laughs> good, good. It's hot here, so. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what it's been about. A little humid. We get the, that humidity, too. So, <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know, God is good. It's uh, better than, I guess, some places. I look at some of the storms they're having down uh, around New Orleans and stuff. That's kind of like rough, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, and we're going to pray for them because I did get a prayer request on the text line, and and we're going to do that. So, so you got a question for me, Darla? I do, I do, sir. Thank you so much. Um, I listen to Hope FM, uh, especially on my way to work in the mornings. Um, I love listening to Dr. David Jeremiah, and then I listen to the pastors throughout the day as I travel back home. Um, but um, so that, that's awesome, and so I appreciate. It is and I awesome. thank you guys, for, for all of you pastors, for the ministry. It, it truly is. Um, it, it is wonderful. So, but a couple of weeks ago, uh, one of the pastors had mentioned about um, uh, Satan having access to Jesus, and, and I thought it was something like coming, going in and out of heaven, um, and I was just 
I don't know that I'd ever really heard that. Um, right. And I did talk. I have a wonderful pastor, uh, Pastor Paul Viswasam, and I. Uh, but we've just moved to um, a new Windsor area, so I'm in transition to look, trying to find another a church that we're going to plant ourselves in. But uh-huh. I did ask him about that, and um, he he commented that yes, that's true, and I'm, not that I doubted it, but I'm like, wow, I had never really heard it in that context before, and um, right. So I wanted to, look, to know if someone could share the scripture and give me a little bit more on that. Um, yeah, absolutely. They, you could. Yeah, absolutely, because it is something that when you hear it, you think, whoa, you know, because I thought Satan, you know, was in hell. That's what a lot of people think. And then, you know, God's in heaven. But, you know, Satan is not in hell, first of all. We know that the Bible says that he's the prince of the air. He's the god of this age. Um, And so there's a story you can read in uh, the first chapter of Job. And he... Um, Job opens up, or we're told in first chapter of Job, this spiritual world that all of a sudden, you know, Job doesn't know that it's going on, but let me read it to you in, in Job okay. chapter 1, verse 6, that there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking back and forth on it. And so that's where, you know, the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? So apparently Satan has access to heaven, you know, as they're, you know, presenting themselves before the Lord. He doesn't live there, but apparently he had access at at this time because we see the same thing happens in chapter 2. So I don't fully understand it, but that's what the Bible declares. So he has access to the throne of God. He asked, you know, uh, the Lord, have you considered my servant Job? And what was the answer that he said? He said, yes, I've considered him. And and we see all of a sudden something gets opened up. And that word consider is a military term. It's like Satan has said, yeah, I've considered him. Satan says, I've, I've been going back and forth through the whole earth. And that's what he does, uh, walking back and forth. He is the prince of the power of the air. Um, he is the God of this age. Remember, he took Jesus up on a high mountain and said, all the kingdoms yeah. are yours if you worship me. Jesus did not yeah. dispute that. Now, yeah, here, Darla, in Colorado, where I live in Greeley, I live righteous east, beautiful, of Rocky Mountain National Park. And we yeah, have yeah. a 14,000-foot mountain that we get to look at every day. And if... You know, I took somebody up on that 14,000-foot mountain and looked all across Colorado, up into Wyoming, you know, uh, to the west, and said, all of it is yours, you know, if you bow, bow down and worship me. They would laugh at me. Um, it's not mine to give. But Satan did. So so we see some insight into all of that as we read the Scriptures. And, and Satan has access, but he doesn't live there. Revelation chapter 12 also talks about which is interesting, and we're going through the book of Revelation. Uh, it talks about how war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. That's speaking of, a, of Satan. But they did not prevail, nor was a, a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out of the serpent of old. So there's a debate on that. 
Is that talking about something as yet future or talking about when Satan rebelled, as Isaiah tells us, that he wanted to be like God, he wanted to sit on the throne, he rebelled, and then a third of the heavenly host fell with him. So Revelation chapter 12, is that a reference to what has already taken place, uh, or is that yet future? But um, many say that's yet future, that this war is going to break out, and then he's going to be mad, and he's directly influenced the the Antichrist. It's a sermon that uh, we have to put all together that we don't have time for uh, right now in the air. So he does have access right now, and then at that time he's going to be cast out in, in Revelation chapter 12 to where he has no more access. And then, of course, eventually he will be thrown into uh, Satan, into Gehenna, because uh, the Lord didn't make hell for us. It's not his desire that we should go. He made it for Satan and, you know, his demons, and they're not yet there. Now, there's a whole sermon in that, um, that we have demons that are in the abyss and all this other stuff that you see as you look at the spiritual dimension in Scripture. Um, but Job chapter 1 gives us some insight on what you were talking about. Great. Well, I, I certainly will do some more study and research in that. I, I do appreciate your time, and, uh, and like I said, Absolutely. I appreciate the ministry that, that you all offer. It's, it's awesome, and I enjoy listening to um, to all of you and all the pastors and on Hope FM and, um, and listening to when people call in and then gives us prayer opportunity for them. So thank you so very much for your time. You bet, Darla, and and call back. Keep in touch with okay. us. So we we love to hear from you guys out east. So, okay, all right, sir. Well, you take very good care. Thank you so much. You too. You have a great weekend. Interesting things in the scripture when you look at it. Um, we do have some open lines. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number to call. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Biggs. And then the text line. Let me give that to you once again because as we get towards the end of the show, if we got time. For those questions and prayer requests, uh, we will go to them, 720-336-0897. In the meantime, let's go to Brandy in Denver. Hi, Pastor Jeff. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Brandy? I am hanging in there. A couple of weeks ago, um, I had sent in a text, and you had prayed for my mom, Vicki, who was in a coma, um, and yes. that prayer just really lifted up my family, and I actually pr- I I recorded it and played it for my mom over her bed. Um, and I oh. just wanted to let you know that two weeks ago, yes, uh, two weeks ago, yesterday she passed away, um, and um, it's been just quite the interesting and beautiful whirlwind. Um, we are mm-hmm. we are a family of faith and know that mom is with the Lord and she's within our hearts and she just yeah. so valiant and bravely fought her battle with cancer and all throughout that time she had so much joy and a sense of humor and it's just been amazing it's been amazing and also very sad but sad's not the right word because I feel like what I'm learning is that the mourning process is so beautiful and the sadness is beautiful. And I think I just wanted to call and give you a praise report on just how much the Lord has really just held my family in his hands and given us the strength and the courage to get through and not just get through, but do it 
with so much joy and love and celebration of my mother. And it's just, it's an honor to be able to celebrate her. And it's an honor to be able to just share with others. You know, people are like, well, how are you doing that? Why are you, why are you smiling right now? And it's, it's right. just an, an absolute honor to be able to share the good news and that God is, God's got this. And even though this is such a difficult time, um, knowing that we have that faith and the Lord is with us just makes everything so much more beautiful, even in the sorrow, even in the morning, there's just so much joy. Yeah. So I just, I wanted to say thank, thank you, you for the prayers um, that you prayed over my mom and um, just thank Absolutely. you for the radio show. And um, I really just value it and appreciate Grace FM. Well, I appreciate your comments, uh, Brandy. And and first of all, I am sorry for your loss because it is you know, you have joy you're expressing. And and I was thinking as you were talking about what Paul wrote to the church at Thessalonica, we don't grieve as though we have no hope. We we still grieve. And the grieving process can be a difficult process, you know, and it's different for everybody. But you're expressing the joy of the Lord and the hope in the Lord. And, you know, your mom is with Jesus. And and that is what you've kept in your hearts and the testimony that you've declared to others. And it's such a blessing to be able to declare that. And, um, but I, I would like to pray with you and your family, if that's okay. And, uh, Brandy, and, and as you're going through this time as father, I, I thank you for Brandy calling. And it's hard when we see a loved one die, um, on this side of eternity, our bodies passing away, but Brandy's mom lives and she's with you, and and Lord, in your glory, and that brings such comfort. And I thank you that we have a living hope that comes through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is not a dead hope. It is a living hope. But I also know that as the separation is temporary, the reunion will be eternal, but during this time, there is grieving, and there's sadness, and there's sorrow, because somebody that they have loved very much is is uh, gone from them right now. And Lord, even though they are in the presence of Jesus Christ, because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Lord, I thank you for their testimony, and I thank you for the comfort that you've brought to them. I thank you for the joy that's in their hearts, that joy that is unspeakable. And Lord, I pray that that will continue. And, and as they continue through the grieving and the sorrow and and and, and missing their mom, um, this loved one, this precious saint, that, Lord, I just pray that they would perceive your presence and that, Lord, that you would just continue to use them as a testimony to others of the reality of heaven and the love of Jesus Christ and and the living hope that we have uh, through him. So I pray for Brandy. I pray for their family. And uh, I pray that you would bless them in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff. I really appreciate everything about Grace FM, and thank you for the prayer. Thank you. Thank you. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. It is really a privilege to be able to pray with all of you, to be able to minister to you, and I just want to um, to encourage you that you have that opportunity. You, you know, as we... Um, minister to others, to take the time, to be led by the Lord, to be flexible, to sometimes we get in such a big hurry in life, and I can do the same thing, 
that we forget to pray for people, we forget to encourage them or send a note to them, that we would do that more in the body of Christ, receiving one another. And you have opportunity to do that. And so uh, we all uh, need to be encouraged and blessed in that way and, and praying for one another and uh, and just bringing comfort to one another. We really need each other, don't we? Because this world is, man, it's getting more crazy and it's getting more confusing for people. And we have a testimony of Jesus Christ, eternal life that comes through him, you know, comfort to give to others through the Word of God, just be able to stop and care, uh, to be able to lift others up in the Lord. So we're going to get ready to go to break, but I want to encourage you. we got a couple open lines, so give me a call at 303-690-3000. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Jeff Figgs of Calvary Greeley, and we are going to be right back after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you are, again, tuned in to Calvary Live, the second half of this show. Welcome back. God bless you. I'm so glad you can join us for today's program. You just heard the number to give me a call. We have an open line at 303-690-3000 as we go to the Word of God together, as we talk about the things of the Lord, as we encourage one another, as we encourage the listeners. Because when you call in, it's not just a conversation between me and and the caller. It's, it's something that ministers to everyone who's listening on Grace FM and those listening uh, online or those listening on the East Coast to Hope and and Truth FM. So uh, what a blessing for us to gather together as we end the work week today. And so give me a call, 303-690-3000. Let me give you that text, dedicated text line for questions and prayer requests. And as time allows, we will go to uh, those text questions and prayer requests at 720-336-0897. While I just got a minute, I want to encourage you that if you are uh, around this weekend, you're not traveling. Uh, I know it's the time of year where people are on vacations, they go camping, things like that. But if you're home and you're able to, make sure that you're in fellowship um, and go to church and hear the Word of God and be with other believers. And uh, I just want to encourage Christians to do that because I talk to many Christians that uh, aren't in fellowship or they, um, you know, and I know it's different for everybody. There's shut-ins, there's... Uh, people that have medical conditions that perhaps they can't, but for you who can, I want to encourage you, stay in fellowship, stay close to other believers, you know, be in a place where you can grow in the Word of God and worship the Lord and be blessed by the brethren. And it's a commandment of the Lord that we not forsake the assembly of ourselves together, especially as we see the day approaching. And we're seeing that we're getting rapidly and quickly closer to the return of the Lord. So, uh, be sure that you're in fellowship this weekend and, and uh, a church that's true to the Word of God and loves the Lord and, and just desiring to minister His truth to others. Um, so we are going to continue here at Calvary Greeley in the book of Romans. And uh, we're going to see Paul's going to talk about his plans 
and it has a lot of implication and application for us. So come join us here at Calvary Greeley if you're in northern Colorado and Weld County or the surrounding area. And we have three morning services, 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. we got a place for all the kids. we got a wonderful, terrific children's ministry and nursery and middle schoolers that meet. So I'd love to meet you, serve you in any way that we can at Calvary Greeley. Check out our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com, for directions and more information. But Kimberly has been waiting, so let's go to the phone lines. Kimberly from Inglewood. Hello. Hi. Hi, Kimberly. How are you yeah. today? Good. How are you? I'm good. What can we do so, for you? You're on. Go ahead. Yeah. So my question is: In a marriage, if one person has a conviction over something but the other doesn't, um, I kind of just wanted to know how we w- should handle that. Um, mm-hmm. Like, for example, my husband he sometimes gets inappropriate pictures from one right. of his guy friends. And I try not to let it bother me, but it does. Um, and my husband, he just says he doesn't care about it. He didn't ask for it. They don't affect him. So I kind of just wanted a biblical perspective. Am I wrong for being bothered by it? And how do I get over it, basically? Well, yeah, you should be bothered by it. Um, we know what the Scripture says. The Scripture says that we're not to set anything unholy before our eyes. David made a covenant with the Lord. He said, I won't set anything unholy before my eyes. Um, I believe Job said the same thing as well. And it does matter what it is that we look at. I think one of the greatest problems that we have in the church today is pornography. It is destroying marriages. It is destroying the hearts of men and women as well. It is a huge problem. Um, It is so easily accessible, and we cannot have the attitude of, well, oh, well, it's no big deal. So we know that what God's Word has to say, it's not pleasing to the Lord. Um, It is um, evil. It is dark. And so I would talk to your husband about these things. And, And I would, you know, be praying for him and as much as you can, he needs to get counsel from godly men, but he shouldn't be looking at those things. And and the conviction should be there because we know very clearly from God's word is not pleasing. And I'll tell you what, it is it is so accessible, it is so rampant, it is so easily, you know, uh, push a button or somebody sends you something. Um, mm-hmm. We need to really be on guard against those things and not allow those things into our lives. And But I'll tell you what, it, it will create problems. And yeah. uh, it it should be something that, that um, should be prayed through and talked about and repented of because uh, we know what God's Word has to say. So, Kimberly, I'm going to be praying for you and, you know, talk to your husband about this. This, this is not—here's the thing. We don't want to just say, oh, well, boys will be boys, you know, and no big mm-hmm. deal. That's when we open up to, to you know, really sin and compromise in our lives. Um, yeah. We sh- we should always be, Lord, it, this is sin. This is wrong. This is not pleasing to you. I shouldn't be looking at these things. I shouldn't be listening to these things. We should be renewing our minds. The New Testament talks a whole lot about that. 
um, renewing our minds in the Spirit, renewing our minds, having the mind of Christ, taking in the Word of God. Um, keep our minds from those things because what goes into your mind affects your heart eventually and pollutes your mind. And um, so, you know, talk to them about that. Sit down and, and say, can I pray for you about that? Can we get rid of this stuff out of our house? We need to really guard what comes into our homes. And, okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I talked to him last night, and it didn't, it didn't go very well. Uh-huh. So, well, let's pray. And But, you know, Ephesians chapter 5 might be something that is something that you might share with him. You know, Paul's talking to, you know, after he talks about put on the new man, you know, put off concerning the former conduct, the old man, which goes corrupt according to deceitful lust. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind, as I was talking about. This is all chapter 4. And that you put on the new man, which is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. And then he says, for you were once in darkness, but now you're in light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. You know, and he says, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. And so these are verses that you can talk to him about if he's willing to listen and say, this is a big deal. This is going to bring harm to you, you know, and and don't be afraid to say to your friend, quit sending me this stuff. I don't want to look at it. And because sometimes people say, I don't want to hurt my friend's feelings, Um you know, it doesn't do any good to to let somebody just continue to do that, and then you know, I'll just no big deal. Um, yeah, he needs to call him out, and he needs to say, "As for me, my house, we're going to serve the Lord, and I don't want this stuff to look at it and to stand up." And I think that that is something that you want to pray through and pray that he comes to that conclusion. And uh, because what is happening is not good and it's not right, and pray that God's conviction would come to him. Can we do that? Yes. Father, I pray for Kimberly, and I pray for her husband, and you know what's going on. So, Lord, I pray that you convict his heart to where he would repent from just receiving this stuff, and it, it, it's poison. It poisons the soul and the heart of men and um, the images that come in. And, Lord, it's poisoning so many in the church. So, Lord, I pray that he would listen to you, to your Holy Spirit, that you would um, just uh, minister in that way, that uh, he would realize that this can harm my soul, my heart towards you, and my marriage eventually. So, Lord, I just pray for Kimberly that she would have the words to say, be able to show Scripture to him, that you would touch his heart, open his eyes to these things, and uh, he would uh, get rid of the darkness um, and because we're in the light and t- to have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness, uh, but rather expose them and to say to his friend, I will not look at this stuff. And so, Lord, I pray that you would work in a powerful way. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Kimberly, amen. Thank you so much. Kimberly, I'm going to be praying for you. I'm really going okay. to be praying for you, and um, yeah. and I'm going to be praying that God gives you the w- wisdom uh, to be able to speak to Him the things that what His Word says. So, all right. Okay, thank you. Okay, sweet. Pornography is destroying so many people's lives. Listen, if you're looking at it or you're pulling it up, please, please. You know, Paul would would plead with the Christians. He said, I beg you, I plead with you, and I plead with you, stop. Get rid of it. 
because it will destroy your soul and it will destroy your heart. It will destroy your marriage. It will destroy, you know, your relationship with others. Please stop. It is from the pit of hell and it is wrong and it is poisoning our nation. Our nation produces more pornography than any other place in the world. Please get rid of it. Get help. Be accountable to, you know, your pastor. You know, get some men around you to pray for you and for healing. But but it is a huge, huge problem. There's ministries out there that can help you um, with, you know, these addictions. that So many are addicted to pornography, but get help. Don't just say, well, no big deal. Boys will be boys, you know. Um, it is a big deal. So I just... I just want to encourage you, if the Lord's convicting you in that area, which I pray that he is, please, please get rid of it out of your life. Well, let's continue on on a lighter note. Let's go to, um, well, let's let's go to Jason from the Denver area. Hey, Jason. Hey, Pastor Jeff. How are you? Good. How can we pray for you? Just to give you a quick background. Oh, first off, I feel convicted to say amen to your prayer for Kimberly's husband um, that was very powerful and my wife and I will be also praying for uh, for them as well um, I called you about a year and two months ago about my wife's back surgery and uh, called back and gave you a report that she was completely 100, 100% healed by the hand of uh-huh. God through the surgeon and that was awesome so you helped my family out tremendously once before and yeah. now today we come home and our 17-year-old son has oh. run away on us, and uh, he's just very confused on a lot of things and just being very defiant and, um, you know, just kind of lashing out at us. Um, yeah. So he packed up all his stuff and took off on us today, and we just— You don't, we just you don't know where he's prayed. at? No, nah, not yet. Um, I'm okay. hoping to find out through— other sources, yeah. but yeah, um, okay. we just need to pray that you know he finds his way back to God because he kind of lost his way. Yeah, and we are going to pray, and I'm so sorry you're going through it. And you know, God has worked for you before with your wife and her back, and you know, praise be to God. And you know, the psalmist writes, I was thinking as you were talking that. He is our helper, very present help, is what David writes in the Psalms. He is our help right now. He knows, the Lord knows where your son is. And, you know, our youth are going through a very difficult time where they're being pulled in so many different directions. There are so many influences in their lives. It is hard. And, and Jason, I've raised four kids. My youngest one is going to be 19. And I, I've never had to deal with a runaway child but I can't imagine how concerned you are, um, how much you hurt you and your wife. And we're going to pray, and we're going to pray that the Lord will minister. But the Lord knows where he's at, where his heart is at. And Father, I pray for Jason. I pray you've showed yourself strong on their behalf when it came to Jason's wife that, that had back surgery. You've brought healing. But Lord, we pray right now for his son that is um, away, um, that has taken off, that is struggling. Um, a lot of our young people um, are um, 
angry, they're confused, um, living in rebellion. But yet, Lord, we hurt for our kids, and Jason hurts for his son. So, Lord, I pray that, first of all, you keep Tyler in a safe place, that you would step in, that you would intervene, that you would bring him to that place to bring him home. And, Lord, it reminds me so much of Jason's feeling the heart of what was going on in the father when the prodigal left. And the father waited for his son. And the father, I know, was one that cared for his son and prayed for his son. And then I pray that you would do the same work, that you would bring his son home like you did the prodigal. That, Lord, that um, there would be a day of rejoicing, uh, of coming together, of clarity and understanding, uh, of unity, restoring, forgiveness, all those things. So, Lord, I pray that you would do that work in, in Jason's son, in, in their family, that you would give uh, Jason just a peace right now, um, that you know where his son is, and that, Lord, that you give him just comfort and strength that he needs. I pray that he would hear where his son is at. So, Lord, we commit this very, very difficult, painful situation up to you to be with Jason and his wife. Just be with them as they hurt and they're concerned for their son. Bring Tyler home. Bring their son home. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. Jason, I'm going to be praying for you, okay? I appreciate it, and uh, I will call and give you an update just like I did with Shelby's back surgery. (laughs) Please, please do that. In the meantime, I'm going to be praying, brother. All right. I appreciate you. You bet. So hard, so hard. We hurt for our kids, don't we? We hurt for our kids, and it is difficult for them. They're growing up in a in a hard world, in a confusing world. There's Satan's working overtime on our kids. He is working overtime. And and we need to be in prayer for them and for our young people. And um and I'm sure that some of you listening, you're going through similar things. You know, just maybe children going through rebellion, uh, whatever the case may be. So um we just want to pray for you and, and um our hearts go out to you and keep praying, keep giving them to the Lord. We do have a couple open lines, but let's go to Lisa. She's been waiting in Fort Collins. Hi, Lisa. Hello, Pastor Jeff. I just want to commend you. I uh, I will keep Kimberly and Jason and Tyler and their his wife in uh, my prayers. You you give such phenomenal godly advice. I just I am so grateful to Grace FM. I just I'm a faithful listener. I listen day and night. It's in all my cars. It's in my home and my grandkids, my children, everybody listens. And we're just so, so grateful to all of you. Um, Thank you. Thank you for the kind words. It's a privilege. It really is a privilege. And, and, you know, we're grateful for the listeners and just, you know, Calvary Live and Grace FM. And, and um, so we're thankful all the way around. We give glory to the Lord, don't we? Yes. Amen. Amen. And along those lines, um, I'm a a mother of four and a grandmother of five. And what I'm trying to do is build a firm foundation for my grandchildren. Um, as far as the, the age of accountability, I would just like to know some scripture that I can refer to um, so that I can just instill that into my grandchildren. 
my eldest one is uh, just turned 19 last week. Uh, her brother is 13 and loves the Lord Jesus with all his heart. Um, the other one from my second daughter is uh, 10, 4, and then we have a newborn. And I believe strongly that um, the foundation has to be set and instilled at an early age, you know, in this yeah, corrupt absolutely. world. Yeah, and I wish I could give you some clear scripture, but I I can't when it comes to the age of accountability um, because it's it's kind of a guess. You know, we have this age of accountability. We wonder what it is. Um, there's nothing in scripture that gives you know like the age of accountability is twelve. Um, you know, the in um, Judaism they do. A bar mitzvah when a child turns into a man at the age of 13, I believe. And um, so some say, you know, perhaps it's that. Um, but we don't have any clear guidelines uh, given to us um, in the in the Bible. Um, so at best, it's a guess. We, we don't know exactly when that is. So uh, I wish I could help you <laughs> more with that what the age of accountability is, but I don't know what it is. But I think what I want to focus on for you is you're doing the right thing. Um, we know that, um, that for example, um, you know, I'm thinking back to David, Lisa. We know that David, when he had a son that died, he was born, David said, as he would get up, he washed his face, he began to eat, and the servants came and said, Hey, David, you're not mourning anymore. Why is that? And he said, You know, while I, his son was sick, he said, I prayed, hoping that, uh, that he you know, would be healed, but he wasn't. So I know that um, he won't come to me now that he has passed away, but I will go to him. So David gives us very, very clear um, guidelines in that, that a child under the age of accountability goes to heaven. Now, exactly when is that age of accountability, we're not really sure, and there's different guesses and stuff. So I I wish I had a better answer for you, but I I really don't. There's no scripture that says definitely. Jesus went into the temple at 12 years old and talked with the authority and the teachers but what does that tell us? It just tells us he went into the temple at 12. So there have been those who have come along and said, well, 12 is the age of accountability. So I wish I could help you on that. But, but here, here's the thing, Lisa. Get them while they're young. You're doing the right thing. Exactly. And get them while they're young and teach them the Word of God. Deuteronomy 6 says teach them in the house, you know, in the morning, all day long, when they go to bed, keep giving them the Word of God. And... Lisa, your kids and your grandkids uh, are blessed that you're desiring to do that. And, oh, well, uh, thank you. Yeah, and and keep doing that. And uh, what a what a tremendous uh, you know opportunity that we do every time to just give them the word of God. It's such a need. So you keep doing that. Trust them to the Lord. And I'm sure right. you're one that prays for your children and for your grandchildren. Keep praying for them. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I will pray for all your previous uh, callers, uh, Brandy and 
and Kimberly and Jason. And, and it, it's such a touching. Um, I try to tune in all the time to your live show because it just touches my heart so much that there there is humanity left in the world, you know, and it's I think we're in our last time. We're in the last days. And I, I believe that the Lord Jesus is coming very soon. Yeah, and keep looking, keep watching, keep waiting. And yep. you know, Lisa, we are we are to be a light because the world's getting darker. Yep. And we have opportunity to be a, a light. And wow. um so uh like I said, with the age of accountability, the the only thing that really I can guide you is, you know, the Jewish custom is the bar mitzvah and that's associated with a, a boy turning into a man and, and the age of accountability in adulthood. Uh right. so um but the scripture really doesn't say, and um, so we were kind of left and trusted to the Lord in those areas. So Right. Well, hey, my primary goal is to uh, make sure that my family and my loved ones, we, we are rapture ready, and we I don't want anyone <laughs> that I love, well, no souls left behind, you know? Amen, amen. That's, that's so, my primary that's, uh, goal in life. <laughs> that, you know what, and Lisa, you're saying something very, very important. You know, sometimes when we raise kids, and I know we've raised four kids, and like I said, my youngest is going to be 19. All my kids are adults. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that we we want the kids to be educated, we want them to excel in, you know, their talents and stuff. But the number one goal should always be for those of us who are parents and grandparents that minister to our kids and our grandkids is they love Jesus, is that right. they love Jesus. And so thank you for that word and that reminder. I think that's a blessing and a reminder to those who are listening. Pray for them. Get the word of God in them. Make it a priority because there's so many distractions that can come into our families now um, that take us away from the Lord. And they're not bad things. You know, one of the things you were talking about being rapture ready, and and it just reminded me, and um, I think this is important. I think it's the word of the Lord that when— in Luke's account of the Olivet Discourse, when Jesus was talking about um, the tribulation period and all of this, uh, he would give a, uh, a warning. He said, Take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of life, that that day come upon you unexpectedly. For it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Therefore, Pray and always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and stand before the Son of God. Here's the thing is that, you know, we may not get weighed down with carousing and drunkenness, but cares of life. We all got cares of life, right, Lisa? And the, the cares of life, we all have life to live. We got jobs, we got businesses, you know, the kids got activities, they got dance class, music classes. They got sports that they play, and what can happen is those things, the cares of life, can end up taking us away from spiritual life. And we just need to be careful in those areas. All of us need to do, because it can happen so easily. So we always want to keep the Lord the priority in our homes, in everything that we do. Yes, we want them to enjoy sports and, and you know, sell in school, and we want them to um, you know, do well. And we, I got, uh, a daughter who is, uh, a senior in piano performance at UNC. That's a wow. tough major. Yeah. And, uh, and it's one of the best music schools, universities in the nation. She had to practice, practice. We made her practice, practice, practice. But 
the priority was always Jesus. I got another son who went to CSU in engineering. He's a smart kid, but he loves music so much he's transferring to UNC, and he's a piano player. Great. But we des- yeah, so we desire our kids to use their gifts and talents for the glory of God, and the priority is always him. And whatever, it's fun to mold our kids, um, but it's also fun to unfold them as well. We, we mold our kids, teaching them the Word of God, raising them in the ways of the Lord, but they got different talents and takes, and to unfold them, and to unfold them in a way to where they are blessed of the Lord. Um, Amen. So, yeah. So thank you, Lisa. blessings come from the Lord in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Everything that we have, everything we're gifted with, comes from the yeah. living God. Amen. Amen. So thank you. God bless you. Have a good weekend. Hey, okay. we're coming to the end of our show, and um, I do want to pray for those in Louisiana. That was a prayer request that came in right at the top of the show. So, Father, I pray for those in New Orleans as this storm, this tropical storm, Barry, is going to be coming on shore. I pray that um, as there are those here in Colorado that have family and friends down there, that, Lord, that uh, the storm would die down, the storm would uh, p- pass quickly. They already have flooding problems. That you keep the people safe down there. That the the damage would be minimal. Just be with people. That they'd be in a place of safety. Also pray for the first responders and all those who are going to be responding to you know um, that area to keep the area safe. Lord, we pray that people would heed the warnings and be in a safe place. Lord, we just pray that you would work and you would show yourself strong on their behalf. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks everybody for calling into the show. Appreciate it. And again, I want to remind you, go to church this weekend, be in the Word of God, be with other believers, and continue growing in the things of the Lord. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.